my philosophy with people who are just starting out trying to, you know, figure this stuff out is get an easy win, right? I mean, it may not be, you know, 27 cents per point flying Emirates first class to the, you know, to the Maldives, but fine, who cares, right? Like it's because most people, if you go in trying to get some of these aspirational trips to start, you'll get, if you make one little mistake and you don't earn the right points or you, you know, do something a little wrong and you can't do it, then you're going to get super frustrated and say, forget it. This isn't worth it. This is a total scam. I'm out and move on to the next thing, right? But for me, it's what's an easy win, right? So like the reason I like chase cards a lot is because Hyatt is such an easy way to redeem your points and get some great, you know, redemptions and for a great value, right? Or you can do something as simple as like I did my first time with Southwest, right? It's better than just cashing out or using the portal, but it's an easy way to like, I mean, as long as there's a a seat open on Southwest, you can redeem your points, right? So it's, there's easy ways to get some wins and feel comfortable and say, oh yeah, this isn't a scam. I can, I just saved $500 on this hotel or these flights because of points, right? Welcome to the Disney Points Podcast, where our goal is to help you take that dream Disney vacation without blowing through your savings. With ticket costs and hotel prices constantly on the rise, we want to show you what's possible when you introduce credit card points and miles to the Disney equation. I'm Kim Shear, and you can find me on my blog, vacationpointers.com, or at my Instagram account, at vacation underscore pointers. And I'm Sam Holland, and you can find me on the web at almostfreetraveling.com, or on Instagram at Almost Free Traveling. And now, this is the Disney Points Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Sam. Just so you know, Kim will be back hosting with me sometime very soon. For now, today's guest, I'm super excited. It's Instagram's Travel Points Rob. He is a points and miles teacher, helping people travel the world on points. And Rob, you were one of the first people I followed when I started my Disney account in 2019. Oh, so. yeah. I didn't even know there were what a travel hacker was or that there were other people doing this on Instagram. I just yeah, no like, made an account. And then there we all were. And I was messaging you and Travel Hack Mom all my questions and using your links to open cards. And now I'm a grown-up hacker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny how time flies and just how everything evolves and, and how quickly you can pick up on stuff. It's awesome. Well, welcome to the show. I know you're an yeah, accountant by me. day. We yep. are a seasoned travel hacker. Um, and when did you really get into travel hacking? So, I mean, I dabbled in it over the, you know, several years. But I'd say that when I really got into it was, I can't remember, five, six years ago when the Sapphire Reserve was launched. And they had the 100,000 point sign up bonus. So I heard about it. I I mean, I was looking at, I mean, I, I thought it was too good to be true. So I sat on it for the entire time. It was out in the public, you know, for the offer. And then I finally jumped on it when they pulled it and it was only in branch for like a couple more weeks. So I, I did it. And then, uh, so I, my brother and I were talking about it. He decided to just cash out his points. He wanted the 3000 bucks. And I kept thinking there's gotta be a better way to use these points. And from there, I just kept researching, reading, dabbling in it. And then it just kind of snowballed from that point. Wow. That's a great story. That was before my time. I don't remember a hundred thousand. Yeah, it was right when it launched. I, I think it was twenty. So I don't know, fifteen. I can't remember. Okay. But it was yeah when it first launched, and it was that initial bonus. So. 
Okay. And you're an accountant. So you were like numbers guy, you know, like there has to be a better way to get value out of these points. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just like, I mean, anyone today, I mean, I, I just did a quick Google search. I think I came across one of the bigger blogs points guy or one mile at a time, one of those. And they kept talking about how oh, you can get so much more value out of it. And it was, you know, a lot of it was way over my head and I just kind of was looking at it. And I, if I remember correctly, I think we ended up using the points to fly to DC on a fall break with my kids and we use Southwest. So instead of a thousand bucks, I think we ended up getting about 1500 bucks worth of value. And I thought, wow, you know, I just increased it 50%. I'm like, that's fantastic. So there's, there are better ways. And so from then I, you know, of course went down the rabbit hole and figured out even better ways to, you know, use the points. But yeah, I mean, just when I saw it and I read about it, I was like, okay, I can do better than a thousand bucks in cash. That's awesome. And I mean, you have, you're a family of seven, correct? You have five kids. I so do. Flying them anywhere, you're obviously you're going to be looking for hacks. Oh yeah, it was a to it's totally expensive, and so up until then, like our family vacations consisted of driving in the car somewhere that ultimately probably ended up at family's houses. <laughs> and I, as much as I love my family, I wanted to do more. So yeah, this definitely helped expand those horizons. That's awesome. Okay. So then you started an Instagram account at some point along the way and yep. got in with a group who now hosts a points and miles meetup annually. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So it all started a, a couple of years ago and I wasn't part of the planning committee, you know, the first year, but it's really just a handful of us that um, have known each other for years. And I mean, conferences are great. And I, you know, I, I definitely recommend those, but sometimes people can't afford, you know, $500 for a ticket or whatnot. And a lot of us just want to get together and talk with other nerds, let's call it, to, you know, <laughs> who, who who get it, you know, because our usually our spouses or significant others don't aren't as passionate as we are. So it was just an idea to get, you know, get together, hang out with some friends, talk about points and miles. And, you know, and it's just been a lot of fun. It's helped me get to know a lot of, you know, of others on a more personal level, which has created some great friendships, you know, that is more than just a superficial, you know, Instagram type relationship, which is awesome. Yeah, I really like that. That was the first meetup I went to. It was in Dallas last yeah, summer. Yeah, a ton of fun. Yeah, I was kind of nervous, but everyone was really great. And like you said, there was no conference fee. It was just, you know, fly there, get just a Just show up, yeah. Yeah, so and everyone just met each other and networked, and it was a great time. Yeah, it was fun. So if anyone's listening and wants to go, it's for, honestly, anybody, all you know, levels or whatnot, you want to call yourself, it's Denver last weekend in July. So come, it's fun. We'll have a good time. Right. Yep. You're all invited. Okay. Well, let's get down to business. Rob, okay. I brought you on today for many reasons. Um, one main reason is just so we can discuss the rather mysterious credit card approval system with City and Capital One Banks. It's yeah. very hush hush. No one really knows. It's kind of a gray area, I guess, but we, we're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I know you're not the biggest Disney fan. But no, I'm not. you can just pretend because okay. this is a Disney yeah. podcast. You got it. So you did fly your family of seven to Disneyland Paris recently for your wife's birthday. So we're going to start there. How did you okay. do that? So how, so what happened is, yeah, we wanted to take our kids to Europe. We did it once about six or seven years ago, wanted to do it again. Um, and it just so happened we found the award flights that we wanted to, to do um, for the exact dates that we wanted. I mean, it was like a unicorn. We found it. We did it. It just so happened that we were going to be over there during my wife's birthday. She's a huge Disney fan. I 
support her in that endeavor. Um, and because it was her birthday, she's like, Hey, is there any way we can get up to Paris to go to, um, to go to Disneyland? And of course, how can I say no? So we made it happen and we did it. So we, I mean, we started in Germany and then we did Amsterdam for a couple of days and then ultimately ended up in Paris for the last two days of the trip. So, and then, so your question on flights. So another thing that I wanted to do at one point in my life was to fly my whole family business class um, somewhere far. I just thought it'd be a super cool bucket list type thing. So as last summer, I think it was around July or August, I was searching for flights and I came across um, seven seats on KLM business class from LA to Munich is where we started. And then the return was, well, at the, we were able to do um, a stopover. So we then did the return flight from Amsterdam with a stopover in Paris and then down back to LA after that. So the total cost on that was about 870,000 points. And it cost me in cash an extra like 3,000 to 3,200 in um, taxes and fees. So, I mean, I'd say a lot of people probably wouldn't spend that. Um, it took me years to get th those points because I pulled them from Amex, Capital One, Citibank, and I think a few Chase points to to make that happen. Mm -hmm. um, it, I think, well, a lot of people would say it's not worth the points or the cost. You know, it's not what I would do. Well, and that's fine. And normally I probably wouldn't spend that much on a flight, but it was just, like I said, it was one thing I've always wanted to do. I thought it would be super cool. And I just figured, why not? It's a once in a lifetime chance. My oldest is 20. So I just figured this is probably the last time I'd ever really have an opportunity to do it. And I, I did it because to me, do it now. You can always earn more points later. So we did. And and the fun part of the whole that whole trip is that we didn't tell the kids that we were flying business class until we got on the plane and turn left and that's when they figured it out so it was super exciting it was fun they of course were dreading the whole flight and then it changed in the blink of an eye and they thoroughly enjoyed the entire experience which was fun so good okay so it wasn't lost on them they, no they... no no i and in fact i've ruined them and now they will have told me they will not fly anywhere else except in business class if it's over like three hours long and i said great that means you're not going anywhere else and i won't feel bad about it they're gonna have to open their own credit cards now that's right enough. Earn your own points, kids. Yeah, good luck. I mean, eight hundred thousand some points is a lot, but I I was yeah. looking at your um, you have a post on Instagram that kind of explains how you did it. So correct me if I get this wrong, but yeah, you can pull like you said points from Amex and um, City and Chase, and then pull them all in your Flying Blue account. Right. Yep. So Flying Blue lets you pull um like family account, like your your points as a family. But what I did is well it. Between my wife and I, because some of the cards were in her name, some of the cards were in my name, and some banks don't let you, you know, transfer your points to another person's loyalty account. So between the two of us, we sent them to Flying Blue, and then Flying Blue let us, you know, pull the uh, the points so we could use them all in one transaction, okay. which makes it convenient. Yeah, and you said that you know it took you years to earn these points. Does that mean yeah. you had your eye on this? this trip for years or just that's how long it took you to earn the points that's just kind of how long it took and, and it was kind of accumulated quite a bit over the past couple of years um because i we both signed up for the venture x card about when it first launched which was a hundred thousand points each i had the city premiere um and then the amex points 
we kind of those are the ones we accumulated over the course of a couple of years because I just kind of sat on them. I didn't really have any great uses for them because I typically use chase points a lot. So those just kind of built over the the couple of years. But then one nice thing is at this well, I would have liked to have done it across all different banks, but sometimes they have those transfer bonuses where you know if they say we'll give you a forty percent bonus on whatever you transfer to a certain program. There was one of those going on at for Flying Blue at the time, so I was able to get an extra, I think, like sixty thousand out of that. So that helped a little bit, but um, so every little bit helps. And like I said, just combining them from all both my wife and I over four different credit cards, and we based at the at, we use 100% of all of our points outside of Chase after that flight. So we were depleted, as they say. Well, you're supposed to use them, use, use them or lose them. Or oh, whatever. absolutely. No. And, and like I said, I, I mean, I can always earn more points. That's yeah. the easy part. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. And you flew KLM both ways? We No, flew KLM there, Air France back. And okay. I would say and- K- KLM was d- definitely better than Air France. Oh, inter- okay. And KLM's the Dutch? Airline. Correct. Yep. And that one was a stopover? So, no, we flew from LA to Amsterdam, had a couple hour layover, and then down to Munich is where we started our trip. Okay. And then uh, we spent a few days there, took the overnight train up to Amsterdam, spent a couple days there, and then we took a flight down to Paris, and then from spent two nights in Paris, and then that's where the stopover was, and then we headed back home to LA after, after that. Okay. So, I mean, $3,000 for business class both ways for seven people. Right. No, and I totally agree. I mean, I would never have spent, I mean, I don't know. That's amazing. Right. What I would have, the cash value was, I don't know, call it 50 grand or whatever crazy number that I would never ever spend. Um, But yeah, I mean, to me, it was worth it. Could I have gotten better quote unquote value out of those points? Sure. But to me, again, it was where else are you going to find seven business class tickets on the exact days that you need to the exact places you want to go? You know, th- to me, there's value in that as well, but, it, but nothing else. It was just an experience, a once in a lifetime experience that I wanted to do. So I did it. Yeah. Good for you. Well, and as someone, a fellow West coaster flying to Europe is kind of a haul from over here. Yeah, no, it, it, it is a, it is a slog. No question. Yeah. Well done. And I thought we would move on, talk a little bit about Disneyland Paris. Okay. And I want to start with one thing you mentioned on Instagram is how your timing of your trip affected your Paris, the cost of your Paris Metro passes that yeah. it made them really expensive. And I think I know why, but can you explain that? Yeah. So Paris has, you know, different options as, as far as, you know, the Metro tickets, you get day passes or like week long passes. So, I believe they have, and I think you you got this when you were there. It was the N- Navigo, N- N- I don't know what you call mm-hmm. it. It's a yeah. pass that's good for a calendar week. So Monday through Sunday, right? But the last day they sell those tickets is on Thursday. And since we arrived on, shoot, I can't remember, Fri- Friday? Yeah, I think you did. Okay. yeah. I just <laughs> we, looked at it yesterday. Yeah, we arrived on Friday, or maybe it was Saturday, and we left on Monday. Um, but regardless, so... It was after the you could have bought purchased those tickets, and I think there were maybe like twenty five dollars or thirty bucks for the mm-hmm. week. I mean, it's something pretty ex- inexpensive, but because we got there after that day, and oh yeah, we left on a Monday, so then it went into another week. So we the past one would even have been good the whole time we were there. So I was like, okay, well that doesn't work. So then we had to get a three day pass, 
but the problem then of course is we flew in on saturday and the and charles de gaulle airport is way out there so you have to get the zone one through five basically the most expensive ticket to get into the city and i think the one way was cheaper than the day pass but we were planning on doing a little sightseeing when we got there you know on saturday so we wanted unlimited use of the the metro so we had that one and then sunday we needed to get back out to disney which was also the furthest band of you know metro mm-hmm. station so you had to get the expensive ticket there and then the next morning when we left we had to go back to charles de gaulle so again three days of the most expensive tickets and it just that's just the way it works so if we would have <laughs> planned the timing better then I could have done it for half the price. But yeah, it was like 65 bucks a person or per yeah. adult, which was ludicrous. So yeah. Did that get you all, all the way to the airport from Disneyland Paris? So yeah, well, so we, and I think this is going to be a, an answer to one of your next questions. But so we went out to Disneyland first thing in the morning on Sunday, stayed the whole day. And then that night we went back into the city to stay the night at the hotel. So we didn't have to move hotels and go to Disneyland. Okay. So we, we went back into the city, stayed the night, and then first thing in the morning, headed out to the airport again. Okay, so Disneyland Paris was a day trip for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it's it was pretty a... doable in a day, I think. Did you buy any of the fast passes? The no, we didn't, because they're a ripoff. I mean, they yeah. were so expensive. And then when, again, when you multiply it by seven, I was like, nah, it's all mm-hmm. right. And for mm-hmm. the most part, there weren't really any long lines. We did that Crushes Coaster first thing, cause we, and we screwed up because we thought that we could do the rope drop and nope that's the the morning that they had extended hours for people who stayed on disney property so we totally screwed that one up and the line was a, about an hour long and we did the single rider line so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it is what it is but the rest of the park was manageable so it we didn't have to wait terribly long in in any of the lines that's good and did you hack your tickets is there how'd you know those I did not. Uh, we just paid straight cash for those. Just yeah. it was easier. Again, we like I said, we we exhausted all of our points, so yeah. I just bit the bullet and paid for the seven. Well, they cost less than Disney World tickets, so yes, they good. do. That, yeah, no, that definitely helped. But yeah, but we did the the two parks. We can go to the the other one to do that other couple of rides that aren't um, anywhere else, and then we went back to Disneyland. Yeah, and your wife got to see the castle for her birthday, and that's yep. the best part. Yeah, no, she was thrilled. She had the best time, so it was great. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit about the banks that we love to hate, City and Capital One. I think the reason that you were in my mind for this is because I think you got denied for the City Advantage card that was elevated earlier this year. And I know several other people who did too, which was such a bummer because I've been telling people it's such a great card to get for overseas overseas flights for Tokyo Disneyland or Disneyland Paris. Uh And then they don't, and then they get denied. And what is up with that? I have no idea. Both my wife and I got denied for that one. And yeah, I was, I was a little upset to say the least. Um, Yeah. And the reason they gave me was that they said I had too many, uh, what was it? I opened too many cards recently, which I don't know how true that was because, so this was in, I think it was April of this year, 23, that I applied mm-hmm. and got declined. The most recent uh, personal card I opened was in January of 22, which was the Venture X. And I, I've opened up a couple of business cards in between. So was I mean, I know mm-hmm. they, the credit inquiries hit your, you know, your, your credit report, but it, even then it wasn't like I 
opened a dozen of them. It was probably four total cards. So they didn't like that. And then they said, I don't, I had low credit utilization, which is basically, you know, if I have a credit card that has 30,000 credit limit, you know, and I don't use anything, my utilization is low. So it's like, you know, if I spend a couple hundred bucks, it's like 1%. So they want me spending more, which is counterintuitive to what you should be doing with credit cards, right? You shouldn't be overspending. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that's what they want. Maybe. I don't know. It was, it was just weird that it was a, I had a low utilization. And so, well, no, that part wasn't weird. I do have a low utilization, but my wife, she doesn't have as many cards as I do. And she got denied for the same reason. And, you know, she puts all of her spend on one card and I don't know. It was just, it was very odd. And so, yeah, I got a little grumpy with them and, and, uh, yeah, they, they wouldn't uh, reconsider. I tried calling a couple of times. It just was a flat denial. Now, what's your take on that? And what's your history with City? Because I know you've had the so, premiere. Yeah, okay. So my history with them is I've had the double cash card or whatever the equivalent before that was for, I think it's close to 20 years. It was one of the first cards I ever opened after I graduated. So I've had it a long time and I've used it, you know, sporadically. I mean, it's not the mm-hmm. greatest card, but it, I mean, it's good. It's pretty good. It's fine. And so I, I, I use it like it's my kid's gas card that, you know, whatever. So like I'm using it. So fine. So I, I've had that one. I've, I got the city premiere once several years ago, closed it, reopened it again two years ago. And then because I was upset with city, I did just said, screw them, close it. So I just closed that card, even though I know you shouldn't do it because if you want a chance to reopen it, it's a 48 month waiting period from the time you close the account mm-hmm. and, or when you opened it last, which I kind of shot myself in the foot on that. But my philosophy is if they weren't going to approve me now for the American airlines card, I don't plan on changing my habits on how often I open cards and that sort of thing. So I doubt they'll approve me in the future unless they change something on their end. So you did get the city premier bonus twice. I did. Okay. Uh, did you have to wait 48 months or did they change the rule? Nope. I waited 48 months for that. Well, actually I, I messed up cause I didn't realize that rule initially. Like if you close the card, then you have to wait 48 months from that period. So I had to wait almost five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that and then, um, opened it again. I think, like I said, it was about two, two and a half years ago and had it for a year downgraded to the, whatever the something cash rewards plus i can't remember the name of it got that one kept that one for i don't know maybe it's been a few months and then i like i said i got pissed off at them so i just closed it did you close it because of the denial i did and and not that they care about me but it made me feel better is that i also like my limit on my double cash card was i don't know 20 grand or something so i dropped it down to like three thousand (laughs) bucks because i I don't use it and i'm like forget these guys and if it helps with the credit utilization thing you know, then fine. I got rid of 17,000 of a credit limit that I don't use. And then when I tried re- for the reconsideration line uh, for the, like the third time, I, you know, I said, yeah, I've, I've lowered or I've raised my utilization because I closed that card. I didn't tell them that part of it. And she said, okay, well we can re uh, the only way we can re uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, reconsider it is to pull your credit again. And I'm like, nah, I'm good because I doubt they would have approved me anyway. And I didn't want another hit mm-hmm. on my credit. So I was like, you know, if I'm trying to apply for something else. So I said, ah, forget it. I'll move on. Yeah. City. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> that is real. That idiosyncrasy you pointed out was really important with the city premiere. And I didn't know it either. So I knew you could earn a bonus every 48 months. I didn't know that if you close the card, you reset the clock. Yeah. 
So I did the same thing. Yeah, I just saw your stories. You did that today or mm. recently? I can't. I was. I think it was last year. I I can't oh. even remember when I closed it, but I closed it thinking I would reopen it, and now right. I'm so mad about it. But you live and learn. But I yeah. feel like that's one of those little rules that you don't know until you're absolutely you read it somewhere, and it's like, oh, okay, great. Well, and so along those same lines, so my wife also opened the city premiere card last summer. And she got approved for that one, but again, got denied for the American Airlines one, which I don't know why. So huh, and she, okay. like, I, get, I haven't opened a ton of cards in her name yet. I mean, it's just been a couple like mine. So yeah. my opinion is good luck with City. And I mean, if you're just starting out, you know, you don't have a lot of credit inquiries or a lot of cards. You probably have a really good chance. But by that same token, I would say there's other cards that I would rather get you know, before yeah. the American Airlines one, unless you have something specific in mind, like you really want to fly the Q suites to somewhere far. Okay. Different story. But if it's absent of mm -hmm. that, I would say, you know, go for other cards because they're much better for you than, than the American Airlines one. Yeah. Did you ever try to get the city business advantage? Not yet because it's, it's a lower, was it like 50,000 points right now? And I figured I'd just wait and see if I can find a, a better offer down the road. But I have mm -hmm. heard of people saying that they got denied for the personal, but they still got approved for the business. So yep. again, that's, I'll say hearsay, but, uh, but I think that maybe they have different rules for business cards as opposed to their personal ones. Yeah. I know Kim is one of those data points. Okay. Pointers. She got denied too. And so she opened the business card and they gave it to her, which is just funny, but yeah. Whatever. No, and I, I need more American airlines points because I want to fly to Thailand and business class next year. And that's what I'm, I, I want to use. So hopefully yeah. I figure that out quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on to capital one. Yeah. Um, what's your take on, what's your hot take on capital one? And do you have, you said you have the venture X. Yeah. So I've, I've heard that capital one is finicky as well. And I've, had several people tell me like they try they tried applying for the venture x or the venture and got denied for no real good reason i've only applied one time the only card for capital one i've ever applied for is the venture x and that was a year ago and i got approved so i haven't had any you know issues with it but others do but my, my opinion is like same thing with american airlines card like when i i got denied and i figured my wife would most likely get denied as well I figured if it's a good bonus and it fits your plans, roll the dice. It's, I mean, worst case is, is you get a little, you know, one credit inquiry. So what? And move on to the next card that you, you know, that you want. So. Yeah. Good point. Um, we venture rewards cards. I think were some of the first cards we opened way back when. Yeah. And don't have them anymore. But then we also opened the venture X at the big, when it first came out, hundred thousand yep. miles at the beginning of 2020 was it last year yeah i think it was like the end of 21 beginning of 22 is when it came out yes and we hadn't opened any credit cards for about a year i think because during yeah. covid we were kind of just like paused and not really opening cards and right. so i remember the venture x was one of the first ones we opened after a little hiatus and then right after that we both opened the city advantage cards okay and when they were elevated and so I've been telling people, I wonder if the reason we both got them so easily was because we had had like that whole year of not opening cards, which is kind of like not typical for hackers. Right. But it was like a weird time. So um, 
yeah, I've been trying to figure out kind of what you were saying. Like, do I recommend these to people early on with open cards? It's kind of hard to say because really, I think we should all be opening chase cards mostly and definitely first. But then if yep. you wait too long on these, you might not be able to open them. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a case by case situation because, you know, the my philosophy with people who are just starting out trying to, you know, figure this stuff out is get an easy win, right? I mean, it may not be, you know, 27 cents per point flying Emirates first class to the, you know, to the Maldives, but fine, who cares, right? Like it's because most people, if you go in trying to get some of these aspirational trips to start, you'll get, you'll, if you make one little mistake and you don't get earn the right points or you, you know, do something a little wrong and you can't do it, then you're going to get super frustrated and say, forget it. This isn't worth it. This is a total scam. I'm out and move on to the next thing. Right. But for me, it's what's an easy win, right? So like the reason I like chase cards a lot is because Hyatt is such an easy way to redeem your points and get some great, you know, redemptions and for a great value, right? Or you can do something as simple as like I did my first time with Southwest, right? It's better than just cashing out or using the portal, but it's an easy way to like, I mean, as long as there's a, a seat open on Southwest, you can redeem your points, right? So it's, there's a easy ways to get some wins and feel comfortable and say, Oh yeah, this isn't a scam. I can, I just saved $500 on this hotel or these flights because of points. Right. And so I think the capital one cards are good in that sense as well. If you're looking for something easy, like using the points, just, you know, the, the statement credits or something like through the capital one portal, I think those can be great. It's just, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like I, I still think chase cards are better but maybe you sprinkle in one capital one card, you know, in the first two or three, mm -hmm. if you're going slow. I mean, it really just depends on how fast you want to go and what you're planning to use the points for, you know, yeah. is where I'd probably change a little bit considering capital one has some weird rules. And I mean, Citibank, I probably would just say, you know, write them off. Hope Maybe you get lucky. Maybe you don't, but <laughs> I, I don't think I would put Citibank ahead of capital one just for that reason alone. So I want to ask you before we go, what about Amex? Which cards do you have? Which cards do you like? Okay. So Amex is, I, we have, we had the, well, by we, I mean, my wife got the platinum because it was a you know big bonus. I can't remember what it was, a hundred and something thousand points when she got it, which was great. Yes. It had a big annual fee. And so we kept it for the first, we kept it actually for two years because they gave us like 50,000 or 45,000 points to keep it for a second year. Mm -hmm. I don't love the platinum card because I know it comes with a ton of credits, like, you know, your Uber Eats and you get the hotel, fine resort, hotel and resorts credit, $200. You get, you know, there's a handful of credits, but I don't use like Uber Eats. Like normally I only use it because I have credits. So mm -hmm. that doesn't really mean much to me. Uh, you got the $200 airline credit, which, okay, great. I mean, I fly and there's a couple different hacks you can use to get that. That's an easy 200 bucks. But to me, it just wasn't worth all of the hassle to keep it open. So we also yeah. got the gold card, which I love. I think that's a great one, especially when you have the Forex on grocery stores, which we earn a lot of points that way. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, I think that one's great. And those credits are, are pretty user friendly. Again, I still get the, the the Uber Eats credit, which I think is not great, but at least it's, it's something. But there was the other $10 dining credit. We go get gift cards at uh, 
cheesecake factory. And then when I have enough of them, we'll go out to dinner, you know, down the road. Mm-hmm. So I'll consider that prepaying for dinner. Um, but you know, so I keep, I have that one. So the, with those two, but we cancel the platinum. So we keep the gold. And I think that's an excellent card. I've tried getting it, but I'm in what, you know, the, the stupid pop-up jail, which basically means when you oh. apply for an Amex card, they a pop-up shows up with a message that says you aren't eligible for the bonus, uh, but you can still apply for the card if you want, which to me, I'm like, no, if I don't get the bonus, I don't want the card. So I haven't gotten a, a personal Amex card in probably three or four years. And it was because back in the day when I was just looking for shiny new offers, like I got the Delta card a couple of times, which I don't even fly Delta a whole lot, but I was... <laughs> you know, in a, a, what was it like, probably like six months before, since I hadn't signed up for a card. I'm like, well, this sounds like great, a great idea because it's 70,000 points. So I signed up for it, got earned the bonus and then put the card in my drawer and Amex hates that. So I think I've, I've made him <laughs> mad at me. So yeah. I lately have been trying to, I have a, the, the blue Delta one, the free, no annual fee that I downgraded to. So I, I use that one periodically. I'm hoping that will help me get in Amex's good graces. And so hopefully I can get the gold myself. But as of right now, those are the only Amex cards we have. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't have the platinum, I know a lot of people like that one to book travel on like cash flights or taxes on redemption flights for travel insurance. What card do you use for travel insurance? So the travel insurance that we use, um, I have the Inc. Business Preferred. That's the one Mm. I typically use mm-hmm. and, the, and I know it's still like a 12 hour, you know, or an over, or you, if you get canceled and delayed more than 12 hours, or if it requires you to stay overnight, you know, I'll say knock on wood, I've had good luck. And so to me, keeping the platinum card open simply for the travel insurance, wasn't worth it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, the biggest expenses are going to be if you're stuck overnight. So you have to get a hotel and, you know, other things like that. So that's where that one comes in handy. If, it were to happen but if i'm stuck delayed for you know eight hours then so be it then i'm stuck in an airport for eight hours and i'll pay my own 20 bucks for you know chick-fil-a or whatever is at the airport <laughs> yeah. and call it good right so that's i mean if, if i got more benefit out of the platinum then yeah definitely use it for that but i just didn't so just left it alone all right good to know the amex gold is one i've wanted for a while because i really want that four times groceries yeah credit and I just haven't worked it into my plan yet but I don't know about the platinum I just really don't want to babysit all the fees and things all the credits and it's it's definitely a hassle but I mean I would say for almost any card it's worth it to get it for the first year I mean usually with those bonuses and if you can get the platinum that I've seen them as high as like 130 Mm -hmm. you know if you can get that like to me it's worth getting all those points and dealing with the credits and all that those shenanigans for a year but then if you're not really earning if you're not utilizing it as much then yeah it's it's just not worth the headache of keeping track of all the credits and you know did i get enough value out of it like i i just don't have time for that yeah so and they did give you that one retention offer so you kept it two years yeah i kept it two years and that was but one other thing was they also had uh, at the time for to get into the centurion lounge you could get one yourself in plus two guests which was great because in phoenix that was one of the few lounges that we have. So that was nice, but now they've changed that rule where it's just the card holder. So I don't know, kind of lost some of the the shininess, you know, for me. And we said, yeah. nah, not worth it. Yeah. And is Rob, is the platinum the one, do you know, where you can get, you can have 
multiple authorized users on it and you can get them either a gold or a platinum? Correct. I'm almost positive that's, yeah, you can. It, and they that, all get the TSA, the global entry credit. I correct. Think. Yes. That is kind of a good hack for a large family. Yeah. Well, and here's another one with the, the Venture X card. Um, so you can get free authorized users on that card. And mm -hmm. with each authorized user, you can get a priority pass membership for anyone that's over 18. So if you wanted to put, you know, a, a, your mom on it and let her have the priority pass, you can do that. But one thing I did is I got the, uh, uh, my, put my, one of my younger sons as an authorized user, just so he has a card just in case of emergencies. And then I put the priority pass membership in my older son's name. So when we travel as a family, then we can all, you know, they, we can get more of us into the lounges where they are. Yeah, that's good. We did that too. So our teenagers are authorized users on our Venture X and I used one of their priority pass for myself because yeah. I don't have the card. Yeah, so. no, and that's a great way to, you know, yeah. get a little free benefit out of it, mm -hmm. which is nice. Kim and I love bringing you Disney content every week. Thanks for showing your support by using the credit card affiliate links in the show notes. It costs you nothing and means everything to us. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode of the Disney Points podcast, where we'll unpack another way to save on your next Disney vacation. See you real soon. Thank you.